Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzenreiter and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week, we're talking about America's Green video. But first, Nike dropped a new dunk in collaboration with rapper Travis Scott. Jason, did you cop? I did not. I failed to cop. I uh, didn't enter any raffles or anything, even though my local venue skate shop, shout out those guys, actually got some. It was... uh, like, I got some new Jordans, like, a week ago, so I have to be somewhat, like, fiscally responsible. But, um, yeah, the the whole process, like, I don't know, man. Like, the whole way the whole way that shops kind of responded and were kind of, like, fed up with the whole shit, it, it might be a tipping point in, like, the whole aspect of, like, how, uh, like, sneaker culture and skate culture intersect. I mean, like, for example, like, Endless Grind down in Raleigh. They did something where you got like an extra raffle ticket if you did a kickflip. Uh, home base in Bethlehem. They did that thing where like you had to do community service to even get a raffle ticket. Like, yeah, I was overall just really proud of the culture and the way they responded to this like ridiculous type situation. It was almost like a like a Rocco, like a satirical Rocco kind of vibe. Like, all right, let, let's let's see how far we can push this shit. You know what I mean? Just for the sake of fucking with people or comedy or whatever yeah because essentially the shops are like wholesalers almost you know it seems like most people Mm -hmm. who get these shoes are gonna flip them on yeah ebay or you know grailed or whatever so it's it's kind of i can imagine that's like really frustrating to to sell a pair of shoes for like 150 bucks and just know that somebody's gonna make two thousand bucks off of something that you can't yeah. sell for more it's really weird i mean uh like the whole like in my opinion the whole cool thing about collecting sneakers is and this is this comedian like kevin christie said on twitter one time or, or i think it was on some podcast he basically said like look sneakers are cool because it's like a cool kind of design piece you know what i mean that's kind of like art that is also functional that you can buy if you can't buy whatever like a cause figure or whoever artist i don't know like boss guy whoever like that type of person is. you know what i mean that's the cool thing about collecting sneakers and this is uh yeah it's 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 too much for me man i'm a, a no nah, wasn't for me this time yeah do you have even... other uh like grail sneakers or like fuck i don't even know if that's the right terminology but no like... I, yeah i don't know like my i just pretty much get like when a pair of jordans come out that i'm into i usually just get that with the with the sneakers app that usually works fine or whatever website from whatever shoe site. Like, uh, I guess the only rare types, well, aside from like the, uh, the slap message board Adidas from like 2006 or whatever, probably maybe like the quarter snacks dunks from like a few years back. I don't know if people really they're psyched on those, but those are probably like just the rarest sneakers I have. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not into like the rarest type of sneaker. I basically just get Jordans that I think are cool when they come out or dunks or whatever. Pretty much it. Right. Mike, did you ever work uh, any of the crazy sneakerhead releases in your time at the skate shop? Nothing this crazy, obviously. Um, I was going to say, like, of my experiences with, you know, the the shoe collectors slash shoe sellers slash whoever shows up to get them, like, it is a really weird scene just in, like, the, the fiending for this product that happens and just the the like i mean it's all sales and it's all selling stuff but like the transactional nature of the whole thing 
is pretty bizarre, even when it's like a mid to low level dunk release or whatever hot item you're selling. And so, yeah, I can just, just some of the interactions that I can imagine the shops having to go through with people that want their stuff is strange. But um, yeah, I mean, definitely had people lined up sleeping out in front of the shop. I have to think that like the raffle, and I know a lot of a lot of shops are using like a raffle app now. Like that's just got to be such a better way to do it. I also heard, you know, we we have it noted, you know, shops making a point of saying that they don't have the Travis Scott dunk on premises, so presumably they don't get burglarized. Um, I've heard of shops having to get like armed security <laughs> in anticipation of the thing, and I think that's underscored by uh, yeah, what's the, it was in Ashland, Asheville. Asheville, Asheville, yeah, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, Asheville, North Carolina, where some, I think it was unclear to me if it was a skate shop, but somebody working at a shop got a gun in their face and someone made off with uh, three pairs of the shoes, which the Asheville police are saying were worth $2,400 each. So, yeah, it's definitely a trip, the, oh. the scope of this thing. Yeah, just to uh, clarify, my Asheville connection, slap message board user via... He uh, told me that it wasn't the shop, the legit shop in Asheville. It was some, like, sneaker boutique or whatever. Okay. So take that for what it's worth. I don't know. But at least it wasn't the legit shop in Asheville, name of which es- escapes me at the moment. I'll look it up in a second. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad nobody got hurt for shoes in that instance, regardless of legit shop or not. It's, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but it kind of, like, brings up the... You know, this is like a valuable thing, and I don't think most skate shops have super high security. And like all of a sudden, they have like maybe thirty thousand dollars worth of product. Or I don't, I don't know if they get like full size runs of these like uh, rare. Probably shoes. like five to, uh, depending on what you buy. I think I saw Uprise had five to size fifteen, so like potentially a lot of pairs. You know, right? And that's like a lot of money. That's like way more money than what would be left in a skate shop on a normal day so it's like kind of changes the game for the shops and like yeah if you've got a higher security to protect these dunks that are worth many thousands of dollars out in the open market but you know you're only going to make you know a small fraction of that that's like kind of a weird setup you know like hiring that security might just totally negate your profits yeah yeah i mean 150 box price 75 from nike I mean, you do get that just that incredibly quick turnaround on on you know whatever your initial investment is, but yeah, I definitely get that point. I know uh, I gotta I gotta think there's maybe some illicit shop eBay action as well somewhere out there. Like it's still skateboarding. Yeah, you gotta imagine there's a few homies getting uh, getting their ticket pulled in the lottery to buy the dunks and resell them and share the profits back. With uh, the yeah, shopper, just, just, the like the, uh, just like the '84 draft, allegedly. <laughs> you know, Mike knows what I'm talking about. Like uh, allegedly, oh, yeah. in the 1984 NBA draft, the the uh, the t- how they did, did they have like a ticket or something? I think I he think, pulled. Yeah, that, I, I don't think, think they had ping pong. Pulled ball an there. envelope out yeah, of like envelope, a, yeah, out of a box and like was the envelope chilled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That allegedly, allegedly, right. the, the New York Knicks envelope was cold or whatever to get Ewing. Yeah. Yeah, so so my home Yeah, just like that. That's crazy. I, I I put a little square of grip tape, a little square <laughs> of Jessup on my ticket. My homie pulled it for me. 
but then I got jacked. <laughs> <laughs> right. Man, well, the shoes are whatever, but the accompanying video, there. well, there's two accompanying videos. One that features Travis Scott um, mishandling a VX1000, <laughs> and uh, then a second video featuring Ishad, Theotis, Robert Neal, and Kyle Wilson, and that fucking slaps. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, Ishad is pretty much the best he's in the like elite elite group you know what i mean any bunch of footage that he comes out with is gold like robert neal style seems to have gotten a little bit looser maybe since the permanent video and uh that kid kai wilson it's like a ripper you know what i mean haven't seen too much of his shit but just that you can kind of tell from that one trick that he's a stone cold ripper it doesn't take much doesn't take much to determine whether someone's a ripper or not backside nolly heel over that yeah. yeah 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 that was savage had a little oomph <laughs> i i'm gonna i'm gonna get on here and rep the otis too um i think i was going to like blazing hot takes the other day on the twitters uh but i had to defend the otis after that maybe maybe i'll leave my 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 initial take off but yeah i've been psyched on the otis's output he's been a a pleasant surprise at the ripe old age of 28 yeah, I thought Theotis was really good in this. I thought everybody was super good in this, but for me, Robert Neal is the one that shined the most. I feel like he's like really like come into his own. He like yeah. looks really cool, like dresses really cool. Fucking Nolly heel flipped over that bar with the like little shifty, which was yeah. also super cool. So yeah, I was real hyped on that. I thought it's interesting that the music was it was like what's what's Travis Scott's like band or whatever like. Freak Boy, or Freak Squad, Jack Boys, Jack Boys. That's yeah. his. <laughs> um, Everything yeah, affiliated with him, including the shoe, just screams motocross to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the uh, the shoe. It's like power clashing with the the patterns there. Not a wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that they didn't use a. Uh, obvious travis travis scott song or maybe maybe it's obvious to everybody but me it was not obvious to me yeah he's he's probably trying to uh like hype up his boys shit because that that record just came out like a month or within a month or two ago i don't know some shit like that yeah i guess that makes sense that's the the right business move yeah i should uh props to a random youtube commenter on that video who said quote this is the real killer collab <laughs> i mean isha theotis and robert neal yeah, true that. That's a proper take right there. But, uh, oh, Temple, here's a question for you. And this was on skate Twitter or discussed on skate Twitter like past couple of days. Does tennis court footage count? Oh, yeah. I chimed in on this today and I, I said, uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, too, as long as it's not like, uh, like a box on a tennis court. Right. I mean, it's not like upper echelon, you know? It's not like a big city. Like, big city to me is like. Yeah, yeah top of the pyramid big city or like gritty old city city you know that's the top of the pyramid so suburban tennis court is pretty pretty low on the totem pole but it's it's still street in my eyes yeah i've skated so many tennis courts in this town and i think like pretty much every tennis court in the city of richmond has been like a tf at some point sick well i mean they're about tennis court plus basketball court with nice plastic benches is about as nice a spot in a lot of ways as you're going to skate. Yeah. I think yeah. R- rival podcaster, Kyle Beachy though, I think some quarter snacks edit featured some basketball court with 
buttery benches quite heavily. And I think he, you know, raised the point of, damn, y'all, we want to see that New York footage that's in our minds, not you guys skating at a basketball court. But I think the uh, the appeal is universal, whether or not you live, you know, Southern California or New York City. It's it's They're just nice spots to skate. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to, like, uh, take that away from anybody. Yeah, <laughs> The only bad thing about tennis courts is in the summertime, the, the ground turns to mush. Yeah, it and gets you, a little soft. Have, and you have, like, no pop. But that's how it goes, I guess. Then you can just have to go to the concrete. Yes, so. Are, are, are there any Travis Scott fans on the podcast? I am agnostic. Oh, yeah. I used to, I kind of listened to his newer record. I listened to it, like, once, you know what I mean, as you do. But my favorite shit from him is the record uh, version of Trap Sing McKnight. That shit, that shit is really dope. But I was thinking about this before the podcast. Like, ever since he became involved with uh, the Kardashian, like, his work output kind of, like, wasn't as dope. Oh, and, wow. And I, I, like, I don't have any data to support this, but it seems like everyone that gets sucked into that vortex, it's, like, the same shit. Like, Tristan Thompson. Who's, Chris Humphreys. Yeah, Chris, yeah, man. <laughs> Chris Humphreys, Tristan Thompson. James Harden was able to escape the vortex and he's been killing it ever since so i don't know i just thought that was kind of funny but yeah anyway birds in the trap sigma night is really dope i, I recommend it sick i'll have to check it out because i'm like so oblivious to travis scott other than his like appearances alongside his kardashian baby mama uh that's like all i know about it <clears throat> um yeah so i'll have to check out Birds in the Trap sing McKnight, which doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> hey, Maybe will art, once I listen. It's art, bro. You know what I mean? I'm uh, not that sophisticated, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so, Jason, do you think this uh, pandemonium for shoes helps shops, or is it just kind of a pain in the ass? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I'd have to see some type of data, you know what I mean, to figure it out, like if they got a bump the next week or whatever. And I mean, like you said, it's like, may fuck with their overhead like having to get security or whatever if they need to but i don't know i think like overall i mean if it just kind of raises their profile a little bit i mean it couldn't hurt you know what i mean from that aspect so it's hard to tell without any data though yeah it seems kind of like it would be um wouldn't do any harm so long as you don't keep the shoes on the premises (laughs) right dunk heist man gotta avoid those (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh yeah, you know what I mean? One of these kids might, you know, come in by board one day or start skating or something. So, you know what I mean? Just in that respect, it kind of raises their profile a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Mike, did you ever see some sneakerheads come in long after the the hype to purchase a board or something? Um, it seemed more like a continuation of shoe sales for the most part. But, you know, you can start a relationship with, with people like that. And I mean, it, it's money to be spent, like, it is people that definitely have some cash, and I mean, now that I think about it a little harder, <laughs> they they drop you know a couple hundred on a couple pairs of shoes, and then it's like ah, give me eight pairs of socks, and you know the dudes just keep handing over hundred dollar bills, you know. So there's definitely benefits to it. It was always a zoo, though, in my mind, and uh, you know, I perhaps some of the like. It, from what I've been hearing, like dunks are back across the board. It's just not Travis Scott. Like people want to buy them. Pretty much anyone that comes out. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe maybe now with the raffles, it's a little less of a pain and more benefits for the shops. Yeah, but 
my my last thing is I just wish they would still Nike that is just consistently come out with you know what I mean dunk like mid dunks regular dunks high dunks and just like like black and white you know what I mean have them be consistently available because that's that's my favorite skate shoe like of all time or right now dunk mids so and but, I thought they they were doing that with that orange box yeah. program or whatever that was and is that already out the door? There's I think they're still doing that program but it's different. Sh- shoes like they're like i shot has some type of weird like asymmetrical blazer or something uh-huh. and there was another one so yeah i don't know i guess they're doing something else with that program but yeah i wish they would go but they were doing that for a while they had some special name or something but yeah if they i wish they would just go back to having like the shoes that people like to skate a lot be consistently available you know what i mean yes you just need to keep a couple of pairs on ice Oh yeah, I, I do believe believe you me. I have uh probably have enough dunk mids and highs to last until until I'm physically unable to skate. I don't know until I'm like ninety or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, my Amazon.com Bruin market has dried up. So sad, sad revelation recently. Used are to they be able not to making get... Bruins anymore? They're making them, but you used to be able to get like old colorways for forty five bucks. And that was a good time and a great price. And that has stopped. Damn. Yeah. Well, from Nike to America, the day after we recorded last week's episode, America blessed us with green featuring Dakota Servold and John Dixon, along with a pretty heavy montage from the team. Mike, what were your expectations going into this video? Uh, My expectations were kind of low, to be honest, just because the past couple of America videos... I'm really hung up on like the rights free sounding guitar rock that I feel like doesn't add much to skateboard videos. But um, seriously, I was really pleasantly surprised by Green. Um, surpassed my expectations. I watched it a couple of times, which, you know, I think we've said in this day and age means, means the video is pretty darn good. I thought it was refreshing for an America video to have just like a little bit of fun or whimsy, just didn't w- like. In terms of the B-roll, like in Dakota Servold's part, which was Jesus Christ, super on point. That dude is um, really, really solid at skateboarding. Just like the fact that some of the B-roll was unexpected, a little goofy, like that made it a much more enjoyable video. And I think, the, yeah, the music, the, the music wasn't all guitar rock instrumentals. And so that that helped out a lot. Good length, straight to the point. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Far more than I expected I would. How about you guys? Well, listen, with the uh, with an America video, you pretty much know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get some some rail chomping. You're gonna get some like 1970s style guitar noodling. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty much what I would expect. It wasn't blown away except for like John Dixon's part. I thought was really fucking solid and kind of was surprising. Like he had some tight schoolyard lines. Like one of his schoolyard lines was like pretty much something that ronnie krieger would have done like 1998 it was like well like front side half gap flip over a bench and then like kickflip nose blunt slide on a table which is crazy so so yeah Yeah, i thought that felt super unexpected yeah so i dug that part i dug the song too i actually ended up listening to or downloading or adding to my library or whatever however you acquire music (laughs) these days the whole uh that whole record i was just like vibing out to it before the podcast so that's cool. That's one of the tightest things about skate videos when you can hear some new music that you didn't know existed before and just kind of vibe out. So, yeah, overall, like, went away. 
But I mean, Spanky like is a little bit inspirational, like just because he's still skating and he's all, except for P Rod, he's the only uh, menace all city city stars alum still out there doing it. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I think so, right? I might be wrong. I think but, that's right. Yeah, but I mean, skating isn't really in my wheelhouse, but it's still. You know, yeah, I, I was impressed by Green. I felt like, yeah, I came in with low expectations and was like blown away by Dakota Servold and John Dixon. I thought that the montages were good. It was like just the right amount of Colin Provost for me. Um, oh, go was, ahead, Jason. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't have any tricks where like he's in a ditch and he does some crazy tweaked out like flip trick over a fence mm-hmm. out of the ditch. Oh, dude, did you miss the ditch uh, hard flip over the chain? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, hard flip melon. Oh, yeah, I, there was a grab. I'm a sucker for that. that I don't know, man. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was just filmed, like, the other direction from the way that he usually films that shit. So, but, yeah, that's that was a, that was a crazy one. Hard flip melon grab, damn. Yeah, that's, like, fuck, I'm running out of shit to do. Like, I've hard flipped <laughs> something like this already. What, <laughs> what can I do to level this up? You know, I just did a, that's a really awkward way thing to catch. Like a hard flip, like it's flipping the wrong way into your hand for those of us uh, doing the math on, on the hard flip melon. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I can't do hard flips or melons, so that's, that's a very complex trick for, for my brain. But uh, Oh yeah, just one other thing. Speaking of street grabs, the tail grab nose grinds, have, they gotta go. That trend is, is uh, nah, get that <laughs> shit out of here. Yeah, not a good trick. I, I've thought about, like I could I could probably do a crooked grind tail grab and it would probably feel pretty good, but it just is not appropriate. So it's not happening. Not on my watch. <laughs> There's got to be like the the weird progression of people dogging tricks like crook tail grab, for instance, was a total dork trick not that long ago. And now like what Ish Cepeda in that April video, Nolly crook tail grab which, frankly, was so unexpected. I thought it was kind of rad. Yeah, I, then... I already uh, blacked that out of my memory. <laughs> sorry to bring it up. Yeah, that's all right. Well, now we got P-flips. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, the pressure flip trend is uh, continuing. Oof. That continues to be a thing in 2020. Why is it Hesh-ass dudes that are doing <laughs> it? Like, why did rockers embrace pressure flips? I feel yeah. like sometimes it's like, fuck, like... I don't have that many flip tricks. I got to I got to go with what I got. So, here comes Eric the pressure Ellington. flip. Ellington brought back the pressure flip. I don't know. I, I yeah, I think he's I can't responsible. square that circle, man. Yeah, it's uh, pretty ironic, I guess, seeing as it was like the uh typical or archetypal like early 90s like bad like board bouncing off the ground type of trick. Well, and, like if you think about it, like zero is like a total reaction turn away from all that bonky shit like five years later it's like no we do the most basic big shit we can and so for yeah. it to all come full circle like that no doubt ellington was scraping pressure flips in anchorage or whenever you know, oh yeah there's no doubt like in the era so it's like there's some authenticity to it but still just weird yeah it's a weird one uh the tricks that stood out to me are uh 
Dakota Servold's super long front blunt. He had a lot of front blunts, but the super long one I felt like really stood out. Yeah, um, and it was just like, oh, here's a crazy front blunt on a rail you've seen that's crazy long, and it's just in the middle of the part. That one was kind of nuts. I wanted a second angle. Yeah, I felt like that front blunt should have been the ender instead of the front blunt to fakie to hill bomb. Right. Right? Oh, but he kind of had like multiple enders where you're kind of like, oh, that's the ender. And then, like, oh no, here's like that like back 180 melon grab. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of the one they were hyping in that other video. That's the ender. And then you're like, oh no, he's like grinding a rail to board side on a different rail. That's the ender. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, did he have, were those after black hammers or do you have to fade to black in order for it to be an after black hammer? Uh, I, yeah, they felt like after black hammers because they, <laughs> it was, each one felt like an ender, like, all right, the part's done. And then like, oh, there's more psych. So yeah. Yeah. yeah after black hammer kind of, kind of deal. I kind of feel like any trick that comes in after the song ends is basically an after black hammer in, in spirit. Yeah. Like, agreed. In, in true, like zero form, the chief, you know, you like, like the guitars go silent and then like goes to black. And then you hear like the audio comes in and it's slow mo, yeah. like, yeah, you know. And then he grinds the rail. Like there are certain certain ingredients to a proper old school after black. Yeah, I mean that's that's the quintessential after black hammer formula. Right. Well, this is like the updated modern after black hammer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of like a like a Michael Myers. Thought he was dead. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I I would imagine that it, it, like. In the internet age, an after Black Hammer might get missed because we're all so ADD. We're just like, okay, part's over. Click. Like, going to watch something else. So you might, like, miss it. If, uh, uh, I'm, I'm putting after Blacks in my IG clips. And... <laughs> after <laughs> you got to swipe it for the after swipe? <laughs> after swipe hammers. Well, no, oh, no. Guys. What you got to do is, like, okay, you have your clip. Then you swipe for just like a black screen, and then you swipe for your after black hammer ender. <laughs> that's a that's a perfect uh, setup. <laughs> Literally after black, I like it. Damn. Um, if I had one trick that I keep geeking out on, John Dixon did that frontside half cab flip nose slide. Down oh yeah, Elba. like so good. He he always just defies whatever I think is gonna happen, and like has been doing that. Since whatever that, what Death Wish, I don't know, whatever, whatever he last had the last part in that was super incredible. Like, I remember, um, he skated contests here in the Twin Cities like probably 15 years ago as like a skate park sponsored dude from northern Illinois, and he was good, but he was just like, I don't know, mid 2000s skate park kid, nolly big spins, and he was good, but like to see him be this gnarly pretty rad he's like he's like jack too does he lift he's got a lift i mean he fills out those he's pants got, like he's got, i don't know i don't know what, what else to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean just like a burly ass dude it's, it's cool it's a mutton. yeah i appreciate that he's got his own look and almost like his own body type you know he's got like the chops he's like been known to wear overalls i think oh yeah um yeah he's just like doing his own thing but I, I also think that him doing his own thing might be a little alienating because, like, I, I'm definitely going to, like, 
think twice about an overalls clip. You know, like oh, that was sick, but those overalls are kind of fucking weird. Oh, I've I've seen people skating in overalls out in the wild. It's been known to happen. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's just uh, out of the ordinary and uh, gives me pause, I guess. I'm generally hey. anti-overall. Hey, like fashion, you know, what are you going to do? Of, of fashion, I think it was Noah Johnson who said on Twitter that there, like he never thought the rocker skateboarder thing was like all that convincing. And I tend to agree because it does seem like a ton of work and like... You just like you slam and you got five rings on one hand and like it's just beating your hand up and like why don't you just put your keys in the homie's camera bag instead of like hanging them off your belt loop? Yeah, Dude, like the hanging keys thing is oof. We got to stop, guys. Like do these dudes even have jobs or in like a garage and Right, how many doors do you have access to? Like maybe you if you're your in place? the skate house, you got the front door. You got the key to your room because you can't let those fools that get after your soul tech box. Like, but <laughs> I mean, you got your car key, your motorcycle key. It's like a handful of keys, but like, dude, put them with your phone or something. Like, <laughs> put them in a pocket. They don't need to be fucking jingling around like that. Yo, I sh- uh, that that reminds me, my my homie was at the Sunday session skating with his headphones in, and he had the the like old school dad belt phone hookup nice like oh shit he was skating with his iphone on his hip now that i get <laughs> they, Dude, they, I, they make those for iphones i thought it was only like big ass like androids and shit uh, maybe clip. it was a maybe it was a modded android c- cover i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know but uh yeah speaking of the rocker look are are kids out there still running that whole thing now anymore see anyone in the wild still doing that whole like rocker like jumping down stuff type of shit not really in my neck of the woods i mean i'm not out with with the people that often but yeah yeah, when i'm at the park it's it's all pretty much pretty like fresh to normal looking and maybe some just like like total weirdo types but not really many rockers yeah there's a few there's a couple of kids out here that still run that but it's mostly like either either like fresh or like polar type of 917 type of fucking awesome kids that try to like get that whole vibe it used to be a lot more like people kids used to wear like like uh women's jeans and stuff yep and then they'd rip them and they're like god damn it you know what i mean why my pants ripped it's like dude they're size like 29 yeah too fucking tight but once again we're talking about pants yeah <laughs> that's what we do uh what else oh yeah john minor back with america he left for a bit to work over at Element. I don't know if he's uh, that's right. back on the payroll or just came in, you know, to button things up for this one. Uh, but I thought that was interesting, and maybe that adds to this being uh, such a good video. Yeah, who was doing the other ones? Was it uh, Manzori? I think maybe could sure. be. Might have been somebody new also. But yeah, props to Miner for making Green a success. Yeah, America, like Soltec's still out there doing it. You know what I mean? God bless him. <laughs> yeah, it must be tough these days. It was interesting. I, like, speaking of must be tough, I felt like Green was mostly Southern California. You know, that there weren't any big trips, no obvious China footage or Europe footage. It all seemed to be pretty close to home, which almost felt like refreshing. It, it felt like a new look 
at the old haunts. You know, there was those yeah, yeah. like back alley lines, like in some like beachside looking town. And uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting this to see like California portrayed in a slightly different way. Well, you know, well that might be uh, the new normal or whatever, because there ain't gonna be any filming trips to China anytime soon. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah, I thought I thought the video definitely had like a visual cohesion that when you're just all over the place, like too many different locales definitely does away with that. And yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. Looking at my notes, I'm uh, reminded of Dakota Serbold's magical line with the kids in the background, uh, which I, yes. I think all of us were just like really um, enamored with that clip. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, I it made me like kind of wonder like we don't see that very often and it seems like something that would happen pretty regularly maybe kids get um tired of running uh by the time some skater actually is ready to land their tricks but yeah i, I thought that was like really a magical moment in the video oh yeah props to servold for getting the make when it counts handling his business yeah it kind of reminds me yeah that's like I don't know those kids running. I'd be like, oh my god, they're they're killing my concentration. I can't do this. That Giovanni dude who rides for Primitive saw an IG. He did a handrail line. Forget what the first trick was, but he did a ollie over frontside crooked grind with like like a twelve year old girl like literally standing where he was gonna land, and he just powered through it. So the kids running reminds me of that, and the incredible concentration either clip would actually take to do. Yeah, a lot of confidence to to like go towards a bystander and uh, you know feel like you're gonna make it through without hurting yourself or the other person. Indeed. Did anybody notice if Chris Weimer was in the montage? I don't think I saw him. I'm, I'm a big Weimer fan, and he rides for America. So hmm. like, what gives? Oh yeah, the uh, Virginia Beach guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I couldn't identify most of the people in those montage, but. Oh, yeah, maybe. same. Oh yeah, was Leo smoking a cigarette? What was the deal in that? Clip? Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I, I put that in the notes. Like, it was. He, I think he was either smoking a cigarette or a joint, or like, or a straw. He had like yeah. a straw he was chewing on. It it looked kind of asymmetrical, so I kind of don't think it was a cigarette. If it was, that would be pretty cool because like footage, like with people smoking cigs is all cool. But, one of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, but. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely like slow moded a couple of times, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. So if you know if you know what Leo had in his mouth, man, I don't even remember that. I love it that it jumped out at both of us. He did a. Well, I w- I've never been a smoker. Over the rail. Yeah. You guys both are smokers, so you're uh, keyed into that stuff. I quit seven years, baby. I kind of quit uh, after a fashion. <laughs> Well, you've got the vape now, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't smoked an actual, uh, you know, cordon oil cigarette in like a year, year and a half, something like that. That's good. Kids, don't smoke cigarettes. You won't no. be stoked. You will not be stoked. File. File have it. And that brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Mike, what are you <laughs> stoked on this week? Ooh, I'm stoked on buying kitchenware on sale. Got a Le Creuset cast iron enameled frying pan hot deal on it for some hot cooking that's coming up nice nice purple purple finish on there 
Um, and I can't wait to make some soft scrambled eggs with it and see what else I can do. Nice. That's this is a very like 26 to 44 year old uh, demographic stoked on. <laughs> hey man, if we if we can get that Lake Crusade live read on here. Uh, Ooh yeah, send us a box. Yeah, you got you got to pants here some uh, salmon in that bitch. Ooh, dang. Skin up or skin down? Well, okay. Here's the thing with with the recipe I use, it's skin down, is skin up for most of the time. Then you flip it over for like a minute. Oh, okay. Then, I'll, I'll maybe uh maybe throw that on the group chat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for the sure. Recipe. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hook it up. I yeah, I got the recipe, bro. That'll be in the show notes. <laughs> Jason Salmon. And if any if anybody makes it, if somebody out there makes jason's salmon recipe and shares it on instagram and tags us i will send you a mostly skateboarding t-shirt there you go he hasn't even sent his podcast co-host t-shirt so (laughs) yeah they're not like available anywhere to anyone but make the recipe and i'll send you a shirt and uh mike and jason hit me with your address and t-shirt size and i'll give you guys shirts too all right oh that wasn't a low-key you know little Okay. No, I've I've been meaning to, and I just like haven't thought about it. But I need to send you guys shirts. Hey man, I'm all I'm all about my skateboard website apparel. Same, Jason. What are you stoked on this week? Yeah, well, we talked about uh you know habits and stuff like that a couple minutes ago. Uh, still addicted to venture trucks <laughs> out of San Francisco, California. Uh, me in the USA. Uh, this week, I'm stoked on two other podcasts that aren't skate-related. There was the Joe Rogan podcast, the episode with Ray Capo from Youth of Today and Shelter, those two hardcore bands. His name is, like, Ragunov now. That was a really dope podcast. He only talked about the band for, like, 10 minutes or something. It was mostly about, like, MMA, jiu-jitsu, and that kind of thing. But if you're into, like, philosophy and metaphysics or whatever it was pretty tight that was actually the first joe rogan podcast that i ever listened to i'm not like a real uh disciple of his or whatever but that was pretty tight and also there's a new podcast with chuck klosterman probably my favorite writer uh out there and this dude chris ryan from the ringer it's called music exists with a question mark basically just like shooting the shit about you know music and music journalism just nerding out kind of like you know what we do here but about like you know music that kind of shit so if you're into music criticism or Closterman or the shit chris ryan i think it's a spotify exclusive so you can find it on there sick templeton what are you stoked on this week i am stoked on the new york times crossword uh specifically uh completed using the app uh i got a subscription to the times for christmas and started messing with the mini puzzle and then i upgraded to the big puzzle and made my wife work on it together and uh yeah it's fun it's a good good way to avoid tv and just like kind of work the brain a little bit but not not too hard just the there's, right uh, there's tiers right with the time systems or whatever like on one level you get clues or something is that right i don't know i, I looked into it a while ago Shit, I don't know. I mean, we we can get clues if we like, at, you know, like there's like a little button to get a clue. Or, yeah, but, or, but that, that, that that's weak. Clue. You don't want, you know what I mean? That's like mad soft. Yeah, every once in a while, I gotta like figure out how to spell something. I'm real bad at spelling, so I'll like know the answer and not really know how to spell it. Uh, but I try to 
try as hard as I can to do it all off dome. And that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things we talked about and other show notes. You can always keep up with us online all week long. Jason, where can the people find you? At Carbonite1994 on the Twitter, at Frozen and Carbonite on the Instagram, and uh, writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Got some new shit in the works for the springtime, so that should be pretty tight. Sick. Mike, where can the people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at M Munzenrider. How about you, Templeton? I am on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. See you guys next week. Later. Yeah, I, was, I was tempted to make the New York Times crossword and Lake Crusade demographic joke again, but. <laughs> 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 Ha, ha, ha.